Was that the finger poker? That was the finger poker doom fam. Like, yeah, what right the fuck? there. Like, like, like what was that, bro? We in there. Welcome to another illustrious weekly wrap up episode of the High Flyers podcast. It is I Dom, aka Drew McIntyre. Still can't get pushed. Here with me today, my boys, as always, Terry. What's going on, son? What's good, y'all? What's good? What's good? Rashad, Mr. Boys in the Hood, what's going on? Uh, you know how I go. Another Sunday, um, another week of illustrious wrestling. Well, mine is Monday. <laughs> Damn. Well, <laughs> with that being said, Terry, you had perfect segue. You had the pleasure of covering Monday Night Raw this week. So, um, what was pleasure? Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. So, from this atrociousness that was called Monday Night Raw, we had, you know, kicked off. You get to see Paige walk out on stage. and My God, is Paige looking good or is she looking good? Amazing. Absolutely stunning. So, you know, she calls out the Kabuki Warriors, which is technically the tag team that she put together. Whatever. So, they out there, Paige cutting the promo. Oscar snatched the mic from us, started yelling in Japanese. Kyrie snatched the mic from us, started yelling in Japanese. Well, I think you said Kyrie. Then Paige uh, takes the mic from uh, Kyrie, right? Next thing you know, she turned around, green mist to the face from Oscar. I'm like, damn, so y'all just full <laughs> healing out here in the streets, right? Y'all just turning on your home, girl? Hey, man, like come get you fast, bro. And that green mist come at you even faster. I mean, she used to take it to the face. So episode six going to be the last episode. <laughs> I was just about to go do what I had to do, and I had to laugh at the part. Okay. Wow. So um, after that wonderful opener, you know, it moves into the opening match, which is Becky Lynch versus Kyrie Sane. And it was a mm, sorry match. Mm. It wasn't nothing, you know, spectacular, nothing to really go seek out and watch again. But Bakelidge picks up the victory with the disarmor. You know what annoyed no. me about that though was the fact that okay, I guess this was the official quote unquote heel turn by you know turning on Paige and stuff. None of that mattered because one, Becky came out there with both of their asses, and two, they lost the match. So basically, the heel turn was just like, yeah, it was. Yep. It was just like when well, whatever. But they redeemed the, later on in the week though. That pretty much was the whole. Um, Theme of the night, meh. Well, As you move on, part. move on. You know, then you got Buddy Murphy taking on our true in a quick match. You know, Buddy Murphy got to show his offense, picked up the win as he should have. Because right. so. I'm sorry if he would have lost to our truth I probably would have been rioting. Especially if it was no matter, cool boy. Yeah, no matter how much you know, we love our truth here at the High Flyers podcast. He didn't deserve to win that match. Nah. Especially considering he was still running around the ring with his 24-7 championship trying to get that back. From one of the the things, you know, he didn't know which one it was because he still thought it was one of them at, at this point in time. So do I. It might be, you know. I mean, I don't, you know, not to be a dick, but I still don't know which one it is. It's one of them. I just say the same, but the tag team, you know, the 24-7 champ. <laughs> Only reason I know it's Samir now is because of them announcing it. Ah, gotcha. Other than that, I can't tell them apart. 
I suck for telling twins apart. That's why I'm glad Nikki, you know, had yeah. enhancements. But uh, yeah, so then noticed. you got the you know wonderful pro- uh, promo by the Street Profits. They come out to the ring, they want to through the crowd as always. So hopefully next week we can get a, a real Street Profits tag team match and not a squash match like War Machine had against <laughs> what they call two Chicago Cubs. That was, uh, was the only noteworthy thing from that match was the fact that the Cubs Twitter page came out afterwards and said that's why they support AEW. Oh damn! I mean, you so, know, so, say on the social media handle is better than that. Never mind. I'm gonna keep that to myself. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Then you have. Um, Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet wins by DQ after the world's most vicious RKO. Oh, man. Bro. Like, if you could just go back and watch the ending of that match, if you're watching it on YouTube, go to your speed and put it in at least half a second or .25 and watch it in super slow-mo and watch how hard his head smacks that match. I thought his neck was just broke. So you could, just so you could see his head, like, just stand up for, like, a good few seconds. It was like <laughs> this, he literally, man. He literally, like, yeah, if that, if uh, Randy had botched that for real, yeah, he could have broke his neck. Like, you remember when uh, Lita was out here first doing the spike DDT? Yeah. That's yeah. the type of spike on the head it was. Or, like, when he RKO'd your party a while ago. Oh no, that was RVD. Nah, we are when he RKO'd RVD and like RVD almost did a whole front flip off the top of his head. Talking about that time when RVD had just came back. Yep, and he ended up going away again after that. Yep. Can you blame him? Nope. I mean, his head hurt. He needs to relieve the pain. Then we had Andrade with Zelina Vega versus mm-hmm. Sin Cara with Carolina, which is. Sincaro's new manager, I'm going to assume. Uh, which I'm hoping all this is going to lead to is Zelina Vega actually fighting in-ring versus just being consi- consistently a manager. But we can all Yeah. So Andrade won the match as we all expected him to because it's Sincaro and Sincaro hasn't had a push since the original Sincaro was in WWE. And he was botching everything and hurting himself. Yeah, under that yep. stupid gold lighting. Yeah. Oh. Which which one was worse? That lighting or the fiends? The yeah. fiends, because at least with the gold lighting, you still you can, can see, see a little bit. That's true. Touche. My bad. Go ahead. Continue, sir. Then we had a women's tag team match with uh, the Blondes, Natalia, and Charlotte taking on the Iconics. Which was random as hell. <sighs> Super random, but Natty and Charlotte picked up the win as they continue to further bury my baby Peyton Royce and her homegirl Billy Kay. Everything ain't you know, everything ain't a Tina her professional career right now. Only at home. Only at home. So then we have a false count anyway match with Seth Rollins taking on Rowan, which was pretty much just a warm up for Seth for Blood Money. And it was pretty much a typical TV, any uh, false count anywhere match. You had your usual spots with some type of equipment that led to the 
the big finish. In this case, it was a forklift. It was stupid. Moving on. Then you had um, AJ versus Umberto Carrillo. And AJ won. And then you ended Raw with the atrociousness that was <laughs> divorce court. And the closing shot of Raw was Bobby Lashley and Lana standing over Rusev, who has been low blow by Lana. And they kissed until, you know, we faded. Uh, and yeah. that was Monday Night Raw in a nutshell. I'm going to rate that a strong D minus. Hmm. And yeah. I mean, the fact that you gave it a B is still a, you know. No, a, not B. D, D as, oh. in, as, as in as in no. Dudley. Oh, D as in damn. Got you. Yeah. My bad. Ain't no B coming from that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty much the whole night. And then the the fact that, like, Lana was – so this is my thing with this whole storyline besides it being stupid as fuck. So you said Rus- Rusev is a sex addict, so you leave him to go sleep with Bobby Lashley? Correct me if I'm wrong. We are three warm-blooded American males. Yes. Wouldn't y'all be sex addicts if y'all was married to Lana? Because I would know I would be. That's why Rusev said, can you blame me? I was like, no. Uh, What you mean? Back in the locker room, on the way to the arena, sneaking away from dinner. Yeah, all that, Lana. You're going to get the business. She ain't doing nothing right there anyway, so why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah, it's just dumb. Um, Come on, CJ. Luckily, you know, Monday Night Raw is not, you know, my forte this uh, upcoming week, so I ain't worried about that. But anyway, yeah, um, fuck Monday Night Raw. It ain't mine either. But um, we gonna go ahead and go to some positive, some positivity. Tuesday night was the debut episode of Impact on Access TV, and although they came out with the spoilers already, I, I stayed away from them to be able to enjoy the debut episode. And honestly, you can already like see the difference in it. You know. It's, they got the they got the whole red background going on now. I guess you know the blue bird wasn't getting it no more, so they went you know they switched over. They they pulled a bird man a little Wayne. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, but it jumped off of Mara Fuji. He took on Josh Alexander, one half of you know the North with the tag team champions. It was a cool match. You know Mara Fuji won. He was on you know try to dap up Josh Alexander, but Ethan Page hit him with that nine son. And so, surprisingly, though, they didn't jump him because, you know, usually with situations like that, the tag team always end up jumping a single superstar and then, you know, getting some heel heat and then going out the ring. But they just walked out the ring, you know, let Mary Fuji, you know, celebrate his win and go on back to where, you know, what he got to do. But like I said, it was a solid match. I don't know about y'all, but have y'all seen, like, anything from the Radicals as far as, like, their in-ring work? Yeah. Between that and they backstage segments, fam. And like, let me correct correct you real quick because you said radicals, and that's a shout out to you know Dean Malink on them. We talking about the rascals. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I was rascals. like, yeah, oh. my bad. That's all the, the rascals, like, the rascals, like, and they, they treehouse like, sessions. They <laughs> I was looking at. I'm actually looking at an old uh, Perry Saturn match right now. That's why I was oh. thinking. Yeah, <laughs> was that's, like, why I, that's why I was thinking. My bad. Yeah. That's the I, was like, I was like, no, yeah. I didn't know Dean Malenko and Saturn were still wrestling right now. <laughs> <laughs> still. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the Rascals. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Treehouse. Um, 
your boy Fallen Bala finally um spoke more than just his name for the first time with some help from some special trees in the treehouse. But I do like I do like the uh I do like they segments though. The treehouse segments are <laughs> they're pretty entertaining and yeah, man. Shout out to the to the rascals with his and yeah, is with a Z. So that's how I really let you know. Um one of us is involved in that um in that faction. So yeah. <laughs> Then we just had then we had a six women's tag team match. Taya Valkyrie, mm, the lovely Taya Valkyrie, Madison Rain, and Kiara Hogan, forehead and braids and all. They took on Jordan Grace, Rosemary, <laughs> and Alexia Nicole. It was a cool match. I was kind of surprised though, considering that Taya Valkyrie, who was the you know the Impact Women's Champion, she didn't even get an entrance. Like she was already in the ring. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying when they when they went to the match, like Rosemary was coming out, but. Jordan Grace got the pin with the most devastating move in wrestling today. She rolled up Taya Valkyrie with a good old schoolboy. Schoolgirl. My, my bad. Schoolgirl and got the win for her squad. So it was a solid match. Um, Say, man, RVD don't win full heel again. I mean, like, ECW RVD. Last week he... Super kick the shit out of Rhino <laughs> in a tag team match, basically turning on them. So we had a, a promo with him in the hot tub with his um, I think that was his girlfriend. You know, RVD said he got a wife and a girlfriend. So I ain't mad at the player. Lou Williams would be proud of me. But his whole thing was he was basically saying all this new generation of wrestlers have stole his moves. And he actually named like Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan. The young bucks. He was just basically like, "Look, y'all should." Th-. He basically pulled a, a Chris Jericho, like, "Y'all should thank me." Like, it's basically copywriting that y'all basically taking my style and doing what you're doing today. And the reason why he turned on Rhino because he was tired of carrying Rhino, like he was tired of carrying ECW. And I'll ask y'all this because he actually kind of raised a good point: Who in ECW still stands out the most? Besides RVD, <laughs> exactly. See, y'all can't. Hey, I was gonna, I was gonna give a, I was gonna give a joke answer, but then I was like, should I give a real answer? I was, nah, like, I was gonna say Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, I was gonna say Tommy Dreamer. No, nah, I was gonna say Balls Mahoney. I'm like, who's gonna forget a person named Balls? But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I was gonna say Sabu or Sandman at first, and then I landed on Tommy Dreamer. That's why I said, let me start laughing first and give a real list. But for the most part, though, he kind of has a point. Like, RVD was, like, standout, you know what I'm saying, out of the whole ECW originals. So, I mean, go ahead, Rashad. I mean, you got him, for sure. Sandman, like Terry said. Tommy Dreamer. Uh, I mean, the Dudleys, obviously. The Dudleys. Taz. Yeah, of course, Taz. Uh. We still debate about if that FCW belt was called. I think it was. Anyway. <laughs> Bro, that uh, was... Got Paul Heyman. You know, it's like, there's a whole bunch of people from ECW. But now it's like some random, like, factory, like, when Eddie was Mick there. Steve Austin was there. Cactus, yeah, when Cactus Jack was there. I mean, you may not remember all that, but, yeah. It's like about a good five, ten people. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Angle was there for all of five seconds. Yeah, and then he was just like, nah, this ain't it, fam. This it. I'm good. 
Yeah, this this ain't with the this red, white, and blue uh jumpsuit <laughs> and hair. He said, "I'm gonna wrestle." They was like, "Hey, dog, no. you ready to take this barbed wire uh back to the face?" He's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna call this up." I'm sorry, I gotta he, go. Straight, <laughs> straight up like Red Daddy. Yeah, nope. no, he didn't come to that one now. <laughs> what? Like, but, but honestly, it was a, it was, a, it was a good promo. You know, it would have been even better if he would have had the wife and the girlfriend in the hot tub at the same time. But you know, I'm just nitpicking. I'm being greedy. But shout out to RVD though. Then we had good old Willie Mack and Rich Swan. They beat Terry's favorite team in Impact Wrestling, the Desi Hit Squad. <laughs> Almost left. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, the match is cool. You know what you're going to get out of Willie making a rich one. So, I mean, they should be, like, fighting for these tag team titles sooner or later. But so it was a lot of brown never, in that ring. Never mind. Go ahead. Nah, go ahead. You didn't already put it out in the open. This probably going to be the last show after what I said earlier anyway. So, you might as well just speak your piece. Well, if, if that's how we go. Never mind. Y'all don't want me to say this because this is going to really, for sure, get us shut down. I probably oh. heard worse. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you after the show. I always, I always Google them just and be like, oh. Oh, you Google the Desi Hit Squad? And I was like, oh. <laughs> See, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> after that, we had um, your boy Ken Shamrock, who just recently lost to Moose. You know, he could have promo. Basically, it's going to be him and Joey Ryan wrestling next week. I, I, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Joey Ryan, though. But Ken Shamrock still still going at it, huh? I bet you ain't taking no more shirt shots to the head no more, though. <laughs> I bet you that's not. Sure. But, you know, we'll we'll see. <clears throat> Shout out to Terry for that. <laughs> now, I don't know if y'all seen Ace Austin shirt, fam, but it says Ace Austin 316 on the front and on the back it says, I just banged your I wife. I just banged your wife. I need to get an Ace Austin shirt, fam. I told you that two weeks ago when I watched uh, Impact. I Man, told you that shirt was badass. I was in a treehouse, so, you know, I don't remember. But definitely need to get an Ace Austin shirt. Him and Eddie Edwards was in a street fight. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty good street fight. Shout out to Eddie Edwards, though. Especially considering like all the character progression that that he's went through, considering when he first started, he was just more kind of like Sami Zayn in WWE. He was just straight wrestling, you know what I'm saying? That didn't really have no personality to him. But Terry here's my thing. Yep, tag team. Shout out to the Wolves, fam. Here's my thing though, Terry. Kenny got broke again, bro. Like it's like the third or fourth time that somebody done broke Kenny. Like you know. You don't have to keep this kendo stick somewhere else, fam, or like go to Wakanda get a like a vibranium <laughs> kendo stick or something, bro. Cause like goddamn. But Ace Boy, Austin is just gonna have to upgrade. As soon as possible, fam. But Ace Austin ends up getting the win though after hitting Eddie with a super foe through the table. Like I said, it was a it was it was a cool street fight, you know what I'm saying? It was a it was a good mix. One thing about tonight, though, it was a good mix of like just regular wrestling, you know, tag team wrestling, your quote unquote hardcore, hardcore wrestling. So, I will say, as far as the debut episode, this was pretty good, though, especially considering the main event of the evening, which was yes, Shane Callahan that took on the Machine Brian Cage in a steel cage match for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. And after five, five power drivers. 
Sammy Callahan is your new Impact World Heavyweight Champion. Say, man, this match was, I mean, like, just as soon as Brian Cage came out, though, like, it was it was on site. Like, they was fighting outside the cage. He powerbombed Sammy, you know what I'm saying, like, into the cage, like, as soon as the match started. But that's because Sammy being, being disrespectful going after uh, Melissa Santos. I mean, like, you hit in the head with a bottle and then power drive. So, I mean, you know. It's supposed to be on site. Yeah, like, easily. But – the fact that Brian Cage kicked out of four straight power drives in a row, though, and I don't mean like power driver like here, you know, they had nah. I mean like like think about the three amigos with Eddie Guerrero, except with power drivers. Like Sammy did not let him go at all. And I thought that was it. But you know, the machine kicked out. He unnecessarily went to the top rope to try to hit a move. Sammy, you know, reversed it and power drived his ass off the off the middle rope. He is the new champion. And then the wonderful, the gracious, one of my top three women's wrestlers in the world right now, Tessa Blanchard came out, got in Sammy Callahan's face, basically let it be known, like, hey, man, I'm coming for your Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Now, before I even address that, Sammy Callahan, you got to chill out with all the spitting and shit you be doing, fam, because, like, he, like, he spit a loogie in the air, and I guess he missed, and then it just ended up, like, just going down the side of this nigga face with him and Tessa Blanchard was like face to face. So like if you're gonna be doing that, you know, you might need to like work on your weave game or something. Drink Kyle, some water. Kyle Kyle Paul give you some techniques or, or something. But um it was a it was a great debut, you know what I'm saying, on XS TV. I'm happy Impact finally has a channel that most people can get. For the most part, or you can like you know find it the American way to watch it. But Tuesday night should be exciting. Um, we'll we'll vary on who's gonna watch that, or we'll we'll figure that out. But I will be watching Impact on Tuesdays though. So I just want to know how this is gonna work out because I think Tessa's contract is up, and I don't think she's like re-signed nowhere yet. As of right now, the only place she's wrestling is like you know Wow, because he's like you know the Wild Women's Champion. So. It'll be interesting Sammy, to see where it goes. Sammy gonna hit her with that three amigos power driver to write off. Ooh, knowing him, it's probably gonna be like through some thumbtacks or like some glass or something. Oh yeah, man. Also, shout out to Sammy Callahan for having Melissa's name on his vest. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was a hoe for that. Like, like, <laughs> like I just died laughing when I saw that. But like I said, um, fantastic debut for Impact. I am looking forward to the future. And yeah, man, let's go over to Wednesday nights uh, where things got flip flopped around. So, Rashad. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. My bad. I'm do NXT. AEW is up, all yours, sir. But I ended up look, I took over AEW by mistake. Mm, it was a lot of that going on. Yeah, good old take. Yeah, can't wait to get to Friday because that was, yeah, that made up for that sorry Monday. But anyway, AEW Dynamite started off. With the actual intro this time, it wasn't just panning out to the ring. That Hangman Page versus Sammy Guevara, which Sammy Guevara, I don't know how who's booking him in these incredible matches, but that person's just Yeah. I can't, yeah, because it was another incredible match from him, of course. Like I said, yeah, I see why good old RKO loves him. 
<laughs> and why Chris Jericho, pretty sure he he chose him, you know what I'm saying, to be a part of the inner circle too. Because Sammy is talented. Like, yeah. he put on an amazing performance with Hangman Page. Uh, let me see who won because, like I said, I was more like... Hangman oh, Page won with the one child, Larry. Yeah, uh, that's just what it said right here. Um, they gave it a B. Uh, who is it? Bleacher Report? Bleacher Report don't know what they're talking about. That match was at least a good A-. minus. <laughs> it was a good beginning to the... It was a good start to the show. Then you had Hikaru Shida versus Shana. 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 Eh. Now, Shida. Again, I always, I, maybe I'm over saying this too much, but the women's division in AEW is phenomenal. And the more talent they get, the better it's going to get. Because there was a few times I didn't know if Sheeta was uh, trying to kill Shanna or not. <laughs> she was beating the mess out of her. I was like, dang. So, yeah, that match was pretty dope. And, uh, of course, Sheeta won. She pretty much dominated the whole match. So Yeah, like right. literally. <laughs> now, let me get to my favorite part of the night. <laughs> I got to laugh. <laughs> Because I man, how he went through that stage. Okay, bro, set it up. <laughs> set it up because it looked crazy. Okay, you had um, Santana and Ortiz. And why did I just read that chat? I should have read that. Uh, you had Santana and Ortiz um, come out and pretty much obliterate. The Rock and Roll Express. Um, somebody give me a um like status report on Ricky Morton because he gotta be because how he went through that stage. I mean, half of me was like, oh man, I don't think that was stage. I don't think that was a uh, fake right there. I mean, he pretty much broke his neck. Like he, if they went out there in one piece, I'd be very much surprised. Nah, Santana and Ortiz gave him the business. Like, they beat the crap out of them, man. Wasn't no double drop kick alive that could fade him from that right there, boy. (laughs) It was was gruesome. And yeah, Bleach Report gave that an A. Right. I was entertained. I I loved it. Oh, yeah, definitely. God, dog, man. That. But that's how you, you, you that's how legends are supposed to put over young tag teams though. That's how you're supposed to use the legends though, like to get heat with the, the tag teams, not just to take up spots. I just knew Dom was gonna go into a Mike Lowry moment. No, that's how you bump. That's how you <laughs> yeah. take a bump. That's how <laughs> and Ricky Morton took one hell of a bump. <laughs> yeah, he really did. He took the bump, he took the bump of the century right there. Hey man, I can't stop laughing because I was like, "I right, did. This is enough. Like they gonna stop it." He said, "No, nah, we got one more thing." And they just threw him right through the thing. But anyway, I pulled a DJ Khaled. Another one. Another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so let's get to the best friends with uh, podcast favorite, the coolest man to ever do it, Orange Cassidy. Damn right. With, uh, three dudes. Basically, 
<laughs> Whoever Silver Reynolds and Marshall are, no, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and QT Marshall. Aside the name they give you when you trade your person on WWE, yeah, because yeah. So basically, you know what happened with that? It was a um, it was a gimmick match. It was a Rick and Morty gimmick match because the night was sponsored by Rick and Morty. Shout out to Rick and Morty and one time for the one time. Indeed. Of course. So basically, the best friends and Orange Cassidy pretty much beat up. And why you? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me, fo- let me focus. Let me focus. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to read. I'm just going to keep reading it. Like, yep. <laughs> so basically, those three random people got beat up by guys dressed up like cartoon characters. Shout out to and of Morty. course, and of course, Orange Cassie gave us the uh, beautiful off the rope with the hands in the pocket to end it off. But so of course, we be- got before you continue. Shout out to the referee for putting Orange Cassie's glasses back on when they got knocked off. So did <laughs> See, even the, even the referee, you know, is, is a fan. He, he a fan of the drip, man. Even though they messed it up when they hugged him, because they, you know, crooked it up back. Yeah, so this show was like this. For yeah, <laughs> until he's like he straightened them out himself. Yeah. So right. yeah, like I said, it was pretty much a, you know, basically best friends in Orange Cassie versus some jobbers. And of course, the jobbers did their job. Which yeah, is your job? <sighs> I don't know why good old um, Jericho had his Halloween costume on to do that autograph. I mean, to do that contract signing. But when I tell you that it was gold, and I felt like I was watching some old WCW Jericho. I mean, he really gave it to Cody. And then he kept on, like, messing with, like, trying to get in his head. Like, he had bucking at him. Somebody, you thought I was going to hit you, wasn't you? Oh, you thought I was going to throw the table. Again, I don't know where Jericho is getting it. I mean, the 20-plus years of experience really works in his favor because it was great. Him and Cody, it made me anticipate full gear even more. I mean, I have a from I have a ticket to to just this past Wednesday. Jericho has been on the money, so I don't I don't know if Cody's offered him a stake in AEW, but he should. He probably already got one. Has, I'm telling you, I think he does too because he has been delivering every week, every week, every week, and that was that was even it was incredible. And it so also shows you, know, you can do a contract signing without you know having to fight. Yeah, because that's pretty much. Oh, how could I forget this? The man that we have all uh, voted should never talk, just fight. <laughs> Jake Hager beat up the people in the parking lot. Bruh, it wasn't <laughs> some people. You really won. He just throw, <laughs> he threw him against, him against the <laughs> What is up with throwing people off of walls and stuff that's been going on in the last few weeks of wrestling? It don't matter. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> Every time somebody thud against something, it's hilarious. <laughs> Which one was so, funny? When Kevin Nash threw Ray Mysterio or when Brock Lesnar threw Ray Mysterio? I'm going to go with Brock, though, because it was funny to me. It was definitely Brock. Brock. Yeah. It was definitely Brock. 
<laughs> my bad. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's like that fool was a mannequin. That's how he thought. The only reason Brock's was funny is because the way that Ray launched himself at Brock. He jumped like this and then. Ah! You better <laughs> put yourself in position to get pleased. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 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 okay. but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Jake Hager was beating up uh, Gold Dust, um, Dustin Runnels, whatever you want to call him, Dustin Rose, whatever you want to call him. He pretty much beat the mess out of uh good old Goldie. What was his um TNA character name? Black Rain. Yeah. Black Rain. Oh, that's when he was fat and then he had to wear that big old uh raincoat. But seven. anyway, WCW. That was sad. Oh, seven. No, listen, we don't bring up seven. <laughs> I about to say, do we have to pull up that promo? See, one I, time? Can't, I can't. I can't even say the word. I just put it. I just put it in there. I just put it right here. Uh, that's pretty much. My- that's pretty much what Michael that was. Myers was rolling <laughs> over in his grave. He really was, fam. That's pretty much what he was. <laughs> seven was uh yeah, seven was pretty much looking at children through the windows. And then when I and, and that's pretty much what we're gonna say about that. Uh, so yeah, Jake Hager again, fresh off of uh I believe he won his MMA bout. Correct? Nah, he uh, got no nah, he lost no blows. He lost. So I guess that's why he was beating up uh good old Goldie. That's why he beat so, him in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and threw him against the car. But uh <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get back on track. All right, the elite, which is the team of Kenny Omega and Young Bucks for people who do not know, went against Kip Saban and the hybrid two. All I'm gonna say is it was good, and it was another B trigger that I was like, God dog. B. He been hitting elite. these B triggers have been elite. crazy. Crazy. They really have. These V triggers have been bananas. So of course, Kenny wiped the floor with uh these guys and one wing angel. Mm-hmm. And we were all going home. You know, did this Shout out to the shout out to the costumes though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like the costume. Oh man, he came out. I posted it on the thing. I, I can't. He was saying some anything. Undertale, and then you know, Mad Nick was Kenny Ryu from, from Street from Fighter. Street Fighter. Even though uh, you know them 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 shirt geese was looking a little baggy there. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, mm-hmm. must be you know, some last man days. They know borrowed those. Yeah, they borrowed those. Those was like from the costume shop up the street. So. They rent it though. What about <laughs> what about that Brandy Rose promo of backstage when Oh, the one with Con- uh, I wasn't even gonna brighten that up. But yeah, let's just, let's go ahead and bring this up. So what does that mean? Is she going to be managing Kong? Is Kong gonna be kind of like her enforcer? Like I'm Brandy say, I feel like- nobody and then she gonna I'll give it some time because I mean That's say, it's very clear. I mean, I was, you know, we was skeptical. We was like, "What the fuck?" When the first Firefly Funhouse dropped, so I'll, I'll see where they. I know, I definitely was. Yeah, so I'll give it a couple of weeks before I just, you know, what I'm saying, say anything about it. But it, it literally just came out of nowhere, though. Because it was like mirrors, candles. They both yelling at mirrors and the, kind of looking the, mad, making a grimace, and she'll be like, "She about to beat somebody." It was a lot. You got the cleaver. On. 
Yeah. Somebody got their hair cut off. Yeah. Yeah, she cut off a blonde Barbie hair. Yeah. It's a lot of those in there, so I mean, I don't know. It was a lot going on, so. Maybe they're trying to do what WWE was going to do with Karma. Touche. Except they won't fire her when she get pregnant. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Politics. Yeah. Let me just walk on. Moving on to the right other there. half of Wednesday night. Oh, no. That, that, got, uh, yeah. Yeah, John Moxley came out. Now that that's a, that was an unscripted promo. That for ass. was how you end a show with a promo. Good old Vinnie Mac. Uh, Paul probably knows how to end it with one like that, but you need you don't give him a chance to unless it's on uh, the other Wednesday night show. Or he ain't there. Pretty much, this is what we thought Dean Ambrose was. And then it turned into I was like, oh no, no, he could he could actually be better than that. Like he topped him. How you top your own character, bro? I mean, even <laughs> I before he got Dean Ambrose, you know what I'm saying? Before he like hit WWE though, he was yeah, he was delivering some fire. Yeah, but this right here, I mean, when it comes to like televised, everybody know who he is, type stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah, that was yeah. Again. This is how you set up a pay-per-view, but I guess because Blood Money isn't a real pay-per-view, it's just a $40 million cash grab that they don't really care. But this is how you set up a pay-per-view. Mox made me ready for him and Omega. Oh, yeah. He made me ready for his next 10 matches. I'm like, this is... (laughs) I'm like, fight somebody now, you know what I'm saying? Like, just bring Kenny out. So, yeah, basically, yeah, um, overall for me... Oh, How am I going to forget about SCU and the Lucha Bros? We all know what happened with that. Obviously, the Rock and Roll Express did not present them with the tag titles because they were... Um, on their way to the local morgue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, were to the cor- they were going to the coroner's office. <laughs> they were getting toe-tagged. <laughs> they were getting toe-tagged during that time. So, yeah, pretty much... Was I happy with the results? No, I think I've vented about that a thousand times. But good old uh, Frankie Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky won. SCU prevailed. And they uh, shot to their um, Halloween costume. They would run DMC. And we will go back to that later. I, that's the only part that I was like, okay, I like SCU for that. Wow. But I was kind of disappointed that they won. Because Lucha Bros gave them that work. And rightly so. Match. Yeah, so they gave, you know, they made it a very so-so victory for me. And that's pretty much how we ended. Again, Rock and Roll Express, uh, especially Ricky Morton got toe-tagged. Mox gave the incredible mic performance. Jericho gave us vintage Jericho luck. I don't know if he got the I don't know if he got the man weave or what, but he sure was looking like young Jericho out there. He had that Brett Michaels. Yeah, he sure did. He just didn't have a bandana on. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, for all the video game and anime nerds, we got Peak Kenny and Young Bucks. So do I give what do I give this show? I've been giving all of them A's, so I'm gonna keep this is another A. So this is a good old egg show again. I feel that. 
I feel that. I, I would say shout out to Chris Jericho because after, you know what I'm saying, Dustin got his arm uh, slammed the limo. All you see is he's come out of nowhere and he fired up a cigar talking about, hey, Cody, looks like you need to take him to the hospital. Looks like it hurt, huh? And then this guy, <laughs> and then this guy in the car and then just drove off with Cincinnati. Like I, I said, it was just peak. Like the Paul Parker lot scene was like. Yeah. This is. Then it makes you think about this, though. Why didn't Jericho ever get like a stable? A real one. I if mean, this he, he, if this is what he could do to put over uh, multiple people, especially like I said, when Jake Hager came out, we thought we was gonna get "I Love You, Jake," and I'm gonna have to say it. I thought we was gonna get the lisp and everything. Yeah, and didn't. Yeah, and maybe he didn't want one. Yeah, he, he didn't want. He didn't talk this time. You know, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. But and then when you think about it, not to cut you off, like he kind. Like he kind of needs one more now just to help out the younger guys than he did in WWE. Yeah, but I'm just saying through WWE, I'm like, dang. Yeah, you're if, right. If he had a good, if he could be a leader like this now, I'm like a peak Jericho with a whole bunch of like just people that pretty much fought like him. That would actually be amazing if but he then- picked the right crew. But then we think about it now, though. Like this is just another evolution in his character, though. Like he didn't need that. He didn't need to be a leader of a stable back then. Like now he kind of needs to because he is older now too. So he can't be out there just doing his ugly ass shooters to preach on everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that is that's a good question, though. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I didn't think about it till really um, looking at him with the inner circle. I was like, Jericho could put almost any. Like he doesn't have to necessarily wrestle. To put anybody over, I'm like, that's talent. Yeah, it really is. Like I said, even like the contract signing was just phenomenal. <laughs> you know, just and yeah. they, there was no physicality at all. And all he kept doing was bucking at uh Cody. He wasn't really doing. It. He was kind of making fun of contract signing. That's why, like, he was acting like he was gonna flip the table. He was like, all right, I was gonna uh, flip the table with it. So it's um, just, yeah. Shout out to uh, Jack, man. good old Chris Irvine. He always gonna be top five dead or alive for you, boy. So, all right, let's get to uh, good old um, Nooks. <laughs> on, the other, on the other side of the Wednesday night, uh, yeah. we had NXT. And, man, look, I am not familiar with who Poppy is, but her live performance with Io Shirai in that intro, that was lit as hell, fam. That was probably mm-hmm. like one of the littest entrances I've ever seen in my life. Even like, with the mask that creeped me out, I still thought it was kind of fire. And you know what? Like the mask didn't even creep me out. Probably considering how many weird games and animes I watched. So I mean, that was that was like <laughs> nothing compared to what I've seen. But yeah, Io Shirai's a star, man. Like she, within the next six months, she 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 gotta have a, she gotta have a women's championship. Like I don't see how you keep it off of because like. Even though she's supposed to be a heel, the crowd still loves her fam. And she literally acts like a heel, but none of that matters because the genius of the sky, she can moonsault me anytime. But I'll <clears throat> I'll get to that another day. Um her and Candace LeRae for what the third, fourth time, third or fourth time, I want to say. Um, they jumped the show off. Look, Eo Shirai won. Here's my problem. The match, the match was fantastic. My problem came with the end of the match, though, because, like, EO, you know what I'm saying? She pulled a chair in the ring, 
and then the referee saw it, whatever. And then, like, instead of like throwing the chair out the ring, she just like slid the chair over. And then when Candace LeRae went for the moon, saw EO, you know, slid the chair over, and then that's how she ended up winning. But say referee, that was some real, that was some real NFL shit right there, fam. Because like, why you just didn't throw the chair outside the ring? But I could be nitpicking. But shout out to EO Shirai and Candace LeRae. Now I ain't gonna lie, obviously we know this feud ain't over with. But at the same time, like they they can't have no more one on one matches because like. EO got two straight victories over Candice LeRae, and it's like, y'all don't need to fight no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is basically Candice LeRae version of uh, Chomping Gorgano. EO Shirai is Candice LeRae's Tommaso Chomper. Because she did turn heel on Candice LeRae now, that I think about it, too. Yep, because Candice kept getting in her business. So, I mean, I right, see. I even surprise myself sometimes. They're my brother. But uh, good old, good old tenacious C. Mm, after that, we got the good old Finn Balor promo. You know, kind of discussing his reasons on why. First of all, I love the I love the I don't want to say new interest, but I love the fact that the spotlight is just on him now when he comes out mm-hmm. and do his interest instead of you know the lights going on and all. So that was fantastic. I'm gonna just give you some lines, man, because he was dropping some heat, dog. Because the first thing he said was, you know, I had to lay down for, like, the hottest thing in the company just because he had a mask on. I took my mask off, and now I'm the hottest thing in the company. So he didn't even address Johnny Gargano first. He just he just basically just jumped off just shooting shots. And yep. pretty wide. But, I mean, you know, I kind of I felt him on that, though. You can't really get mad at him because he did technically, like, lay down for Bray Wyatt because that match was – I mean, he got his neck snapped and everything. So they literally killed Finn, the old Finn yep. Balor. And then, you know, it's just the fact that he was saying there's too many fans in the locker room. Like, y'all need to be sitting out here with y'all instead of, like, in this ring. It's just Basically, Finn is just back to saying, like, look, man, I'm being me. I'm back to being myself. I'm, not, I'm no longer on, like, you know, the Marvel, the Hollywood, you know, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Smackdown, like I'm, I'm back to where it's grimy yet. I'm back to where I can just be myself, and I can just whoop ass. I also found it interesting. He didn't really address the undisputed era though, as far as like him being with them or anything like that though. So I also found that interesting, considering the you know the next NXT pay per view that we got coming up. So I kind of I wonder how that's gonna go. After that, we had Brunson Reed. He um he beat Shane Tate. I mean Shane Thorne. My bad. Um, say man, I like Brunson Reed. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Like, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he was in that break. You know, the NXT breakout uh tournament. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But I know I seen his match against Matt Real a couple of weeks ago though, and yeah, I was, I was, I was damn impressed. You know what I'm saying? Despite how you feel about you know Matt Riddle and his ankle tattoo, Brunson Reed did his thing in that match, but he ended up getting the win against Shane Thorne. It was cool, man. Uh, Brunson Reed got a he got a nice future. I, I think he's gonna be pretty good. But I will say this though: if he hits me with a top, uh, you know, a splash off the top rope, I'm dying, fam. I'm not resting no more. That's it. I'm done for the day. Y'all can have it. Uh, I'm glad this pre-taped because I don't want to wrestle no more, fam. I'm gonna hit that Martin after he got beat up by Tommy Hitman Hearns. I don't want to fight no more, Gina. I don't, don't want to fight no more, fam. 
Well, NXT ain't pre-taped no more. Well, yeah, that's true. So, y'all might have caught me shitting on myself in, on live TV, fam. Because <laughs> uh, if you see the way he bounced, like, after he split now, bro. No, sir. But up next, we had the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match between the Kabuki Warriors and Team Kick, which is Dakota Kai, and Tegan. Look, man, say, and I know I'm going sound like a hoe for this, but you know how when Team Kick do their little, they little, you know, kicking intro like they finna do some kid and play stuff, when they knock knees, the first thing I said was, <laughs> I don't think y'all need to be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, both of y'all got these ACL problems, so I don't think y'all y'all need to switch that up, fam. But it was such a, a horrible team. name too for a tag team. Team Kick. Like y'all couldn't think of nothing. Well, considering you know the stuff that NXT got, you know, whatever. But anyway, it was a return to full, you know, return to full sale for Oscar and Kyrie Sane. Who, if you went by the crowd reaction, they was basically the baby faces because. The crowd was cheering for them basically the whole it was split, but considering that the Kabuki Warriors was the heels and doing some real heel shit. I don't know about y'all, bro, but I love this cocky, arrogant um Kati Sang attitude that we got going on right now. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man, but it's just something about it. Like she was just slapping the shit out of Tegan Knox. She was like, like, hit me back. And then she ate those and then like just kicked the living crap out of Tegan Knox. But as far as the match go, in my opinion, I feel like this match should have been the main event because one, they gave them solid time. Two, the match was the match was great. Like you know what I'm saying. Like, and considering, I mean, obviously this was the best women's tag team match, which is probably not saying a lot. But I'm hoping that this means that now that they got them going through like three different brands, finally this time that they actually we actually gonna have like some good women's tag team matches, especially if they keeping the belts on Oscar and Kylie saying. So I was cool with the results. The finish I absolutely love. So obviously Oscar hit. I want to say it was Dakota. I can't remember. It was one of them. I think it was Dakota Kai though. You know she sprayed in the face with the green mist, kicked in the head. Now, this is what I like, though. Like, she landed on her back, so the ref couldn't see, like, the green miss. And so when Kylie Sane hit the insane elbow, she flipped her over, but she covered up Dakota Kai's face, though, so the referee couldn't see, like, you know, the green mist and shit. And then, you know, they got the one piece and they ended up winning. So Kabuki Warriors retains. They are still your women's tag team champions. So, yeah, man, shout out to them. Did you, uh, did you see the match? Yeah. Thoughts on thoughts on a women's tag team match? I'm just glad that even though it took eight months for it to finally happen, that the women's tag team championship is actually being treated like something. I did, yeah. The, the match was everything that I expected it to be. I figured they was going to choose a, a knee to work over out of one of the four injured knees they had to pick from. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say Tegan's, but I, I realized Dakota got paper knees, too. Yeah. Tegan got one good so, knee, I think, or at least half of one. Yeah. But, the other not, one, she completely tore up. She bro, tore up uh, ACL, MCL. MCW, WCW, uh, LCW. All of them, fam. I'm telling you, dog, they both out there looking like Stone Cold with these knee pads, with these knee braces on. 
every time <laughs> I look at him, I just want them to just drink. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But shout out to the Kabuki Warriors, they retain. But the shenanigans that transpired after the, the women's tag team match took place. Basically, all the important women in the, and I hate to say this, all the important women in the NXT women's division right now is out there brawling. And then William Regal, who looks like the angry dad. Look, bro, I love William Regal as, as a general manager and one of my most underrated wrestlers of all time because William Regal really don't get like a lot of props. But at all. Shout out to Lord Steven for always delivering. He really got fired because he made Goldberg look like he was trash. Like, it, whatever, fam. But anyway, he just said one thing, man. War game. So we are going to have our first ever women's war game match at NXT TakeOver War Games. It's going to be Team Shayna versus Team you know, Rhea. And I wonder who's the fifth person is going to be for Team Rhea Ripley. Who do you think is going to be, Rashad? Who you got for the four? Well, I'm assuming it's going to be all the women that's gonna, that was out there. Yeah, that's so, what I think it's gonna be too. Because Team Shane is most likely gonna be Bianca and the and you know the horse women. And would it be Bianca or around. would it be eight? Well, it's probably EO. EO and probably another hill. I don't yeah. think Bianca would be on the hill team. Well, I mean, she could be. But yeah, I bet. I mean, I mean, she beat up everybody. You know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she didn't show no you know discrimination on who was getting them hands and that ponytail. So, I mean, she never do though. I mean, it's good, though. Yeah, we saw that on Friday. Wow. I never really thought about that. Like, thought about what? Um, Bianca Belair is kind of like an anti-hero. Like, she ain't really a – she ain't a heel. She ain't a face. She just – She's the EST of NXT, man. She's just the yeah. EST of NXT. She, Dang, she was undefeated. Until she went against Shayna, and, you know. Yeah. All that went out the window. But I don't know, man. I'm excited, you know what I'm saying, to get this first ever women's war games match. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know what I'm saying, the full the full team, or maybe they'll just hold off, you know what I'm saying, until actual war games would be like, you know, surprise upon, you know, surprise teammate or whatever. But after that, we got Trevor Lee versus your boy Tyler Bate. And Great match, fam. Like, honestly, like, these two are fantastic. I mean, obviously, we've been watching Trevor Lee since, you know, Impact when he had that ugly-ass green X division title that I'm glad they got rid of that because, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't it. But um, Tyler Bates basically had the match one until your boy Killian Dane basically came out there and distracted him. And then, you know, Trevor Lee hit him with the good old, good old mushroom stomp and got the win. Killing Dan, you too big to be um cannonball and Tyler Bates on steel steps, fam. Like, I understand you're trying to send a message to Pete Dunn and all, but uh you could have emailed him that shit. Like, don't use me to send your message to Pete Dunn. Your beef for him. I was just there supporting my homie. All of a sudden, I'm a freaking drug by Killing Dan getting sent to other things. But Cameron Grimes got the win, so it looks like we're gonna be getting this Pete Dunn and Killian Day if you which. Yeah, it's gonna be a bunch of blood and broken noses on that. I ain't gonna lie to you. But last but certainly not the main events of the evening, Undisputed Eras, Red Dragon. Yeah, that's right. I still call him Red Dragon. Took on the greatness of Keith Lee and your bro Matt Riddle. 
say, man, I can watch, I can, I can watch them interact with each other like forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The match is good. Um, Matt Riddle took a lot, you know, the majority of the damage. Keith Lee, to be that size and to do the stuff he do, first of all, he probably got one of the prettiest middle rope moonsaults in WWE right now, dog. Like, the form is perfect, and he always catches him, like, right in the center. Like, square. Never, square in the center. He never overshoots it or nothing. So, the fact that he was curling Kyle O'Reilly while he was trying to put him in a submission, Bro, that's a whole grown man you got on your arm and you just curling them like like you just, you know, just doing some tricep, bicep curls or something. But Undisputed Era ended up getting the win after the great Adam Cole, baby, came out there with distraction. And once again, after the match, all hell proceeded to break loose once again. Undisputed Era proceeded to jump Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. And here comes Rashad's boy, Tommaso Ciampa, wearing mm. these damn camo pants. With <laughs> equipped with the crutch, and then all hell broke loose once again. And so he picked up the microphone. He told Goldie, "Hey, you don't have to wait. Daddy's going to war." So it looks like we will be having two war games matches. We'll have a men's and a women's. Look, I mean, I'm excited. Um, NXT was great. I give it a solid A, and I can't wait till next week. Especially considering what happened on Friday. So, yeah, man, I give it a solid A. NXT was fantastic. But the moment that I personally have been waiting for is to throw it back to Terry because on Friday night, yes. yeah, we, had one, we had one hell of a show, man. So, <clears throat> Friday night, go ahead, take it away. So, thankfully, you know, we had this trash-ass thing that was called Blood Money on Thursday. Mm-hmm. which led to a lot of our crew talent and stars being left over there in Saudi Arabia due to travel issues. They say it was mechanical issues. I feel like, you know, Paul and Mikey might have did something with the plane to make that not take off. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. So, all day Friday, we're hearing grumblings from different NXT Twitter uh, stars saying that NXT was coming to save Friday nights. So, you know, us being fans, we're not really thinking too much into it, thinking that maybe it's just going to be one person popping up, maybe two tops. So, speed up through the day, about an hour before showtime, we get a tweet saying that Renee Young, Tom Phillips, and Aiden English doing commentary. Cool. That's the commentary team I personally prefer. Fantastic. I know Dom feels me on that one. Shaw probably does as well. Easily. So, run through the, the the intro of SmackDown, right? First thing to start off SmackDown, we have the greatness of Paul Heyman and his client, the, undefe- the undisputed reigning defending WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Brock Lesnar. Paul comes out, cuts a wonderful 15-minute promo. Uh, 15-minute... 15-minute promo in which they show the entirety of the two-and-a-half-minute match plus the two-minute beatdown after the match. Which was great. Minus the fact that, you know, Ray broke kayfabe. Again. But we're not going to talk about that because that's what Ray Mysterio loves to do best. So Brock quits SmackDown, says he's going to Raw to go get Ray Mysterio because, you know, 
he can't get Ray because Ray is technically contracted to Raw, even though he was just on SmackDown a week ago with Cain Velasquez. Thank but, you. you know, I'm glad you brought that up. We're not supposed <laughs> to remember that part of it, you know? Obviously not. So, like he didn't get thrown to that wall, but yeah, go ahead. I don't right. So now, you know, they fi- fixed the issue that they created Thursday with having both world champions on the same show by Brock quitting SmackDown and jumping to Raw. But I feel like that shouldn't be the end of that one. I feel like Fox should at least try to fight it and get their belt back since Fox technically owns SmackDown now. True. So you move past that, right? Then you get to your first match of the night, which is your SmackDown women's title match of Bayley who was accompanied to the ring by the goddess known as Sasha Banks. Yes, Lord. Like, blue hair and a ponytail has never looked so good on somebody. Whew, no, it has not. Taking on, you know, Nikki Cross. Again. So, solid match. Gave him about a solid, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. But because of travel delays, they really didn't have nothing else planned. So they just told him to go out there and go for what they know. So <laughs> Bailey. Bailey picks up the the win with a Macho Man elbow from the top rope, followed up by a modified face buster. Cool. I Bailey retains it. the championship. Nobody really was expecting Nikki to go ahead and win right here. At least I know I wasn't. But the noteworthy thing to come out of that was post-match. So, bell rings, right? Shayna jumps barricade, shoves Sasha straight into the uh, the ring post. Oh, Hardest. Hard as the shit. Yeah, I think she was dead for real. Then she gets in the ring, just started tossing Bailey around like she weighed 50 pounds. Kick Nikki Cross out the ring. And she just proceeds to beat the holy hell out of Bailey. Literally. And then just holds up her belt and was like, who else wants some, who else wants some of Debo? <laughs> That's how she came in there looking, fam. Tell you she looked like Diamond on the mm-hmm. Players Club. <laughs> when she fucked she would brownie ass fam that's exactly how she put the up in her. <laughs> I want everybody out the dressing room please I see everybody out the motherfucking dressing room please <laughs> that's how she kicked Nikki out like get out the goddamn dressing room girl shit Nikki was just like tricks girl she crazy I'm gonna holler at you later man say so that was the first match right right yeah well, before I get to get too far ahead of myself, you got Brock storming out backstage, right? And you just got Paul and Michael. That's eight, Triple H and HBK, Shawn Michaels for you, you new fans. We call them by their government names, Paul and mm-hmm. Michael. Paul and Michael just standing backstage just like, y'all see that? Okay, bet. The B's gone. We can really fuck shit up now. So, Fast forward, Miz TV. Miz is interviewing himself. So he's talking about, you know, the elephant in the room, which is NXT. Because by this point, you know, Shayna done destroyed everybody. Pat McAfee done kicked Aiden English off commentary and took his spot. By wearing jorts. Jorts and a, a cut-off hoodie. Yeah. Boys was super casual at the commentary desk. They really were. I was, I was kind of jealous. So, Miz out there, you know, talking about NXT. Then all of a sudden, you hear that good old flatline. And Tommaso Ciampa comes out. 
And he literally let Smith have it. And the fact that I know that this was planned with roughly hours notice, I know this promo was from the heart. And basically, Champa told Miz that he was a poser and he was just acting like he was a professional wrestler. And professional wrestling is Champa. And challenged him to a match. And they had a fantastic match that also went about 20 to 30 minutes. That's pretty much the... uh, the theme of the night, you know, let our matches go, let everybody get in the offense. Champa picked up the win with a very ugly fairy tale ending. Boy, gross as hell. But you know, doesn't matter. NXT is looking strong to hold on tonight. So then we have Fire and Desire in the ring, getting ready for a tag team match. And Carmella music hits, and Pat McAfee were probably one of the Greatest sound bites of the night. I guess Carmella's still in Staten Island. Man, say. They cut to backstage, and all you see is Bianca Belair boots, and then they pan up to her with Dana Brooks sitting on one side and Carmella looking all broke down on the other side. And she just tossed Dana Brooke into the uh, the packaging boxes hard. Remember we were telling y'all about them thuds? There's another one of them thud moments. She thudded against that box twice. Literally. And then she just military press slammed Carmella and just tossed her into God knows what because she just tossed her out the shot. I ain't even hearing that. I ain't even hear her land, fam. Nope, no land, no scream, no nothing. She was just gone. (laughs) So you cut back to the ring. You got Fire Desire looking all lost, you know, like what's going on. And then here come Rhea Ripley and uh. Tegan Knox. Well, it looks like y'all don't have an opponent for tonight. Will you do now? So, squash match takes place. Tegan Knox launches Sonya Deville over the commentary table to the point to where Renee Young took a rogue right foot to the face. (laughs) Then, you know, she hit the shiniest wizard on uh, Mandy Rose, followed by an inverted cloverleaf from Rhea Ripley. She look like she gonna Mandy. rip those legs out for real, fam. Yeah, and that's some some hella core strength too. It really is. Means so she Mandy tap five seconds, quick match NXT two and zero for the night. Technically three and zero if you three consider the post match back that beat down. True. Four and zero if you consider Bianca's, but basically NXT is just whooping SmackDown ass. <laughs> So they cut backstage, right? And Daniel Ryan rolls up on Paul and and Mikey. And he was like, you know, well, y'all here for a fight. I want to fight. I want to fight you. Hunter's like, well, I don't have my gear with me. But, you know, there is somebody who do. Background, HBK taking off his jacket and shit like he about to get get out there. I'm like, Wait, I thought this was NXT taking over SmackDown. We finna get Sean versus Daniel Bryan in 2019? Sign me up. He's like, nah, not him. I got somebody for you, champ. And then here comes Adam Cole, baby. And Daniel Bryan's like, well, if I'm going to fight him, then I want it to be for the NXT title. (sighs) Paul was like, that don't sound like a problem to me. That's a problem with you, champ. Adam ain't had no issues with it. So main event of SmackDown. Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole for the NXT title. 
Oh, oh man, yeah, just that's how I, yeah, yeah. I don't okay, know if so two blockbuster matches like that, just grounds and Adam Cole and DB like that for free, for free, free on free TV <laughs> on Fox. Just imagine flipping through your channels and you hear shock the system. Oh man, and shout out to Roddy, you know what I'm saying, for not going out to the ring with him. You know, but being saying? there to support his brother, you know, exactly. So I am glad that I will say not to kind of like fast forward, but I am glad that it was like strictly one on one. It wasn't no, you know, what I'm saying shenanigans as far as like the match went. Yes, and then the pop that Adam got when he came out, man, I don't know what was louder, the boom or the baby. Ah, uh, maybe the baby, but. That's not saying, I mean, because the boom was loud too, though. But that match, they got TV time to go, and they went out there and they just had a phenomenal five star match. Like, you can sign me up to see Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole fight 50 times, and I'm going to watch it every time like it was the first time. Every single time. And then what was so awesome about this match, the fact that they was both. Basically, all three matches that they had tonight, outside of the squash match, because it was literally a squash match, but they called it on the fly. Yeah. And none of this was rehearsed, and none of these people have faced each other before. This was first-time matchups, like, literally. You can't even go to other promotions and find matchups of these people, surprisingly. Because the fact that, like I said, that, like, Shayna literally arrived, like, right before the match was over with. Like, she had to get a whole police escort to the arena just to get there in time for her to be able to, you know, like, do the run-in. Yeah. And then so, also, I explained well, why Tommaso Ciampa just wrestled in them damn camo pants, too. He ain't had no ring girl. <laughs> yep, which means what we were saying uh, Friday about how when uh, Paul and Mikey was backstage, they probably had just got the... Mm, literally. It was like, mm-hmm, cool, perfect timing. Brock's leaving. We just got her. So cool. But the match, it ends with uh, my favorite sequence known to man. So Adam Cole super kicks the shit out of Daniel Bryan, follows it up with the good old Panama Sunrise, and follows that up with the last shot. One, two, three. And still your NXT world champion. Adam Cole, baby. Baby. So, that's the main event. Then, next thing you know, you see all the NXT people throughout the night, plus a few more people who were backstage that probably was just there in case they needed them, such as Leo Rush, um, Isaiah Swerve Scott. My boy. I seen, uh, seen somebody else, too, that they didn't show on TV. I seen a couple. They had Roddy and somebody else. But, but regardless, they had they had about a solid fifteen people backstage. So they come out. Good old Paul gets in the ring with his kids, and he throws it back to WrestleMania fourteen post Raw. When you're building an army, you gotta turn to your blood. You gotta turn to your family. You gotta turn to the clique. So he say Raw SmackDown, y'all wanna fire the first uh, callers out. We firing the first shots. We at war, and we're going to see y'all at Survivor Series. And what a fucking first shot that was, man. 
Yes. And then the final shot to close SmackDown, you got Paul, Adam, and Shayna. Clicked up. Also, I did like the fact that Chompa never took his eyes off Goldie the whole time he was in the ring. Like, if you go back, if you go back and watch that, he stayed in character the whole time. He was straight staring at Goldie the whole time. So, yeah, I do like that, man. But this is probably the best SmackDown in years, like, from start to finish. I can't remember what SmackDown that was this good. A complete SmackDown is good, yeah. Like I really can't. And once again, this was this was on the fly. This was an on the fly smackdown that had Paul calling a lot of the shots. Well, I don't know if it was Paul per se or if it was Bruce, but Paul probably definitely had a lot of the final shots because I know Bruce was there for sure. Yeah, so it's just like you see what happened when you just don't give them no script when it comes to promos too. You know what I'm saying? If you just let them talk. And I know Vince feels some type of way about like how the NXT superstars look, quote unquote. But if you was watching that SmackDown, they got they pops was bigger than most of the SmackDown superstars. Oh, I forgot a very glorious moment. Yeah, you forgot to bask in something. That's why. That's why I said glorious. So we got a backstage segment with Sammy, basically talking shit about how he is NXT. And if any of the NXT people run up to him, they're going to have to see him, right? Right. <laughs> so, of course, you get the slow pan to the side. And you got Keith Lee and, you know, y'all bro, Matt Riddle, uh, yeah. backstage saying, you know, what's that you was talking? So, Sammy was like, I'm NXT. I got an NXT shirt on right now. Unzip his jacket, regular black tee. He was like, oh, it's in the car. It's in the car. Let me go get it from the car. So he head to the car, right? <laughs> Next thing you know, Keith Lee and uh Matt Riddle following him. Sammy just break out in a full sprint. Fam. <laughs> Took the fuck off, <laughs> nah, bro. It was just it was just funny because how he did it. He said, No, I don't need any help going to my car. I don't He's need out. any help. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, you're gonna go ahead and follow me, huh? Oh, okay. And then he hit that corner so <laughs> Fast, bro. Like Wedge from Class Act was following him, fam. Like, just to get out challenge. It really was. He was running like he was a tether. But so they chasing the boy. Sammy run out to the ring. They follow him to the ring. Uh, Matt Riddle hit him with the uh, ripcord knee strike, followed by the bro Derek. And then Keith Lee hit the gloriousness that's known as his middle rope moonsault. And yeah, again, ain't no way in hell, ain't no money, ain't no promise push. I'm not finna let no 340 pounder hit me with no moonsault, fam. Nah, bro. Not not at all. Like I said, he do it so perfectly, fam. He hitting you square in the stomach every single time. He ain't gonna hit me square in the stomach because he's gonna be mad because I'm gonna move. And then they stand, he you gonna, know, get, you, you gonna, he gonna catch me out. in the shoulder blade or something. <laughs> And you can't you can't use no knees because he been breaking knees like <laughs> right. I'm gonna break his rib and your kneecaps. You ain't gonna be able to nah, wrestle. That's why I straight roll out the way. You're gonna be taking knocks out there. And Dakota Kai. For real. But Friday night SmackDown this week was amazing. If you haven't seen it because you know you haven't been fucking with the 
quote unquote main roster shows as of late. Go watch this one because this one is going to give you NXT vibes. We dubbed it NXT TakeOver SmackDown. That's basically and what it was. That's what it was. It was a solid three matches, but it didn't even feel like it. It was an awesome show that had you waiting to see what was going to happen next. Because it literally was no script, no plans. Everything pretty much was, okay, what can we do next? Like, who we got here? All right. Going out there now. My thing is... Now, go ahead. I also had to realize that a lot of people that... Oh, the other person was Umberto Carrillo and Ruah Mendez. That was the... Ah, okay. Gotcha. But I have to remember that some of these people, you know, NXT got 205 Live now, too, so... That's why some of them people was there that didn't get used because they was for 205. Gotcha. That was going to be post-show. Yeah. But I agree, man. This this episode of SmackDown is probably, like, the best. Like, I can't remember the last time. Just not even SmackDown. Like, even Monday Night Raw to where I was just like, I can't wait to see what happened next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been saying that for, like, you know, with NXT and AEW and stuff. But, like, I don't remember the last time I've, like, literally just sat here and was just like, I can't wait to watch SmackDown this week so I can see what happened. Like, yeah. this got me wanting and anticipating what's going to happen this week on both shows, even Monday Night Raw. So we'll see if it's going to be a response. You know, even with NXT, like – after seeing Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole match up on SmackDown, now I'm over here like, huh? What other match? Like, how far are they gonna go with this invasion angle? Because hopefully they can do this right and not, you know, what I'm saying do like they did with the whole WCW, ECW invasion, which they kind of like shutting it to the bed. You but, said, you yeah, said give us Daniel Bri- Daniel Bryan versus Roddy Strong. I mean, I'm fine with that. Like, is Velveteen versus Dream? Red Dragon? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was wondering, like, because. He definitely. Uh, I don't know where my little notepad is, but but yeah, boy, like, it's gonna be out for like six months. Now, what's gonna be interesting is like people like Ricochet and like Alistair Black, like people like them, like. Well, them they've been on the main roster a little bit longer. I feel like Street Profit's gonna be the one who really gonna have the the loyalty issues, especially seeing as you know, they Montez Baby Girl is down there too. See, that, it, that's, that's also true. Now, it'll be interesting to see if they actually, like, do something with that. But I was over here thinking, like, yeah, for you recent NXT call-ups, like, I wonder if they're going to, like, have, it, have you conflicted. Or even, but even still, like, people like Ricochet and, though, like, are you more loyal to Triple H than you are to, like, you know, your respective shows? So, I think that could be an interesting thing. That well, could too. I don't know, because just because I, I personally uh... – I mean, I know she's not a recent call-up, but I seen on Twitter Friday night, Sasha tweeted, Vince greater than Hunter. Ah, well. But I wasn't talking about so, no poor horsewoman, though. I, already, yeah. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, that's one of the instances I know where people are already establishing their loyalties. I like it, though. So, okay, yeah. I am intrigued to see where this goes. Like, Rashad, any... Now, go ahead. Because it's hard to say that because technically, and this is just me, if I was in the position, even if I was, quote, unquote, Raw SmackDown main roster, if I came from NXT and 
say I'm somebody like Bobby Roode or Sami Zayn, who was the NXT that. champion, and then I done got to the main roster, ain't and I really ain't got shit. My loyalty is going to be with NXT. It's going to be just like the WCW, WWF uh, invasion when Austin ended up jumping ship. Oh, yeah, easily, fam. That's why, like, if they do this right, they can they can definitely, like, have us hooked until Survivor Series. Like, let's – my hope is that this one show that just had to, like, basically just come out of nowhere isn't going to be, like, the best show until Survivor Series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then if I was Vince, I'm a, I'm a still Matt Riddle. You say you say you want that match with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg? I got you, fam. Yeah, I found it interesting that you know what I'm saying like, especially considering that Brock would leave like right before they decide to come out there and start jumping everybody. I want to see that interaction. Brock ain't want that smoke. Shit, I don't know. I don't think Matt Riddle want no angry uh no angry Brock Lesnar smoke right now either. Though to be honest with you, fam, because uh. I mean, I get to see Matt Riddle get killed. Sign me up. Well, that's all. Well, I can't be. I bro. Rashad, you got any last, uh, you know, any SmackDown thoughts that you want to discuss, sir? Oh, my goodness. Finally, a good SmackDown. I mean, in this <laughs> century. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Boy said that this century. But this century, this decade. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'll do it like that. This decade. Because when Brock actually used to have to wrestle, he was that was a good smackdown. So yeah, of this decade. Twenty ten. Yeah. Oh man! It, one day y'all gonna see the private chat, and y'all gonna be like, "Man, they just laughing like idiots." I was like, "No, nah, it'd be funny." One day, first of all, ain't nobody ever gonna see this private chat. Nah, <laughs> nice, nice. And it's nah, awful. when it's clean, when it's clean. <laughs> um, that might be a while, cause I mean that ain't ever gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that probably ain't gonna happen, but. It was Halloween recently, so in honor of that, um, we have top top five wrestling costumes. Terry, I will let you take it away. All right, so I got a top five and honorable mentions, and this is in no specific order. Um, honorable mentions are going to go to Shayna Baszler as Darth Vader and Charlotte as Harley Quinn. But my top five is going to be Ali as Lola Bunny. The Young Bucks as Ken and Ryu. Mm -hmm. Tony Khan as Orange Cassidy. Greatness. Tegan Knox as Lady Kane, which if you want to see that, all you have to do is, um, I believe it's the NXT um, Orlando. I want to say that's where it was Thursday night. And basically everybody that night had on um, Halloween costumes and they're pretty awesome. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. And then last and certainly not least is going to be Ricochet as All Might from Blood Money. That was the A1 costume. I ain't going to even lie to you. Rashad, who you got, sir? All right. I'm going to do my first off. 
Ricochet. Like, it reminds me of no particular order. Uh, Ricochet's was fire. Uh, hold on. Bronson Reed as Rikishi was funny. That was pretty humorous. That was pretty funny. I like that one. Um, I think I'm not going to say the ladies uh, costumes that we like. Uh, so that's like one and two right there. Lola Bunny and who's that? Oh, man. Penelope. I like Penelope Ford's uh, costume too. Oh, the, yeah. The nun. The nun. <laughs> um, oh, that puts me in. Like, and I got one more. And I like um, our girl Bianca Belair as the uh, little shower loofah thing. That was pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to put Bianca Belair on the list because uh, it's Bianca Belair. <laughs> hey man, ain't, ain't ain't nothing wrong with that. Mine's in no particular order as well. Um, I'm gonna go with good old Rhea Ripley. She was dressed up like Triple H with the sledgehammer. <laughs> with the sledgehammer, and Shane Thorne was dressed up like China. Shout out to Shane Thorne. Nah, for real though, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with Shayna dressed up like Darth Vader, Young Bucks dressed up like Ken Ryu, even though it was kind of baggy. Kenny Omega dressed up like my boy from Undertale. And last but certainly not least, I am going to go with Sheeta dressed up like Doctor Strange, cause yeah, I ain't gonna lie, that was a that was damn good Doctor Strange on. right there. Yeah, that was that was spot on with the gray and everything. Well, Shout out to Lady Kane for Chokeslam in China. Shout out to Glenn, you know what I'm saying, telling Lady Kane she has a fantastic Chokeslam. She does, though. She do. I ain't gonna lie. I am actually quite impressed with her Chokeslam. I, I probably wouldn't take it because, uh, you know, she be kind of throwing you down kind of hard. But, you know, yeah. I mean, just do it like I'm... Well, yeah. You gotta do it on a bit or something. Never mind. Anyway, so... <sighs> Rashad, I will start with you, sir. What was your favorite moment, match, or segment from this week? Ah, this is gonna be hard. All right, that made me laugh. I'm gonna do it two ways. The one that made me laugh was how Bianca Belair threw Carmella. That was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and um, my favorite match. Ah, man, it's gonna be a hard one because I really, really like. Like I said, the two matches from SmackDown that we really, really liked, which was pretty much Miz and Ciampa and DB and with um, Adam Cole. It's very hard to choose between because those were both amazing matches. That's very Again, true. Again, I feel like we, like, you know, send them a dollar, you know, for them. <laughs> good old solid four quarters for that one there because it was that good. So I can't, because I can't really decide between those two because they were both uh, incredible matches. Old nigga Terry with the ugly hat on. <sighs> Didn't we beat y'all by 27 like two weeks ago? That's bringing up old shit from the past. <laughs> but uh, my favorite moment match segment NXT TakeOver SmackDown. Touche. I think if we all had to choose, I think all of our favorites would be SmackDown. NXT will be a close second for me because, like, I love the fan promo. I love the match between Trevor Lee and, you know what I'm saying, Tyler Bates. I love the main event, you know, with Keith Lee and Matt Riddle versus so the Undisputed Era. So, 
NXT would be a cool, cool second for me though. But I mean, I can honestly say, besides Monday, it was a fantastic week for wrestling all around. You know, between yep, Impact and on Tuesday, both Wednesday shows, Friday, even NWA Power was pretty good. So I mean, hopefully Monday is not the you know the illegitimate stepchild. And uh, ruins another fantastic week of wrestling. We will we will find out tomorrow when Monday Night Raw hits. Um, every I'm assuming everybody is back in the states now. Um, from what I could tell, everybody was back like during the main event of SmackDown. Well, right at the tail end. I'm about to say like I started seeing the first uh the first tweets from like Kofi and them talking about we made it back in the states. It was like eight fifty. Well, I know I just seen AJ tweet like earlier today, like man, that jet lag is an MF or so. Yeah. I mean, other people, you know, might have had appearances or might have stayed over for a little bit. I Especially after that, I missed SmackDown. It was like, ain't no point in rushing back. Oh no, nah, yeah, it's still the point to rush back. Especially, I if, mean, I mean, if the reasoning why they was held in the first place is true, then yeah, it was definitely a reason for y'all to be rushing back. I mean. That and to say, who's to say that they didn't make a, a land in a different country? I mean, that's true, but because especially like AJ and them, you know, they known for stopping off in Japan. Yeah, but you even had like even people like <laughs> Humberto was like, nope, never again. Andrade was like, nope, never again. Like you know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of people just basically like, nah, ain't doing this shit. No I mean, I'm about to say I know Kofi for sure, for sure was back by eight fifty. I seen yeah. uh, Ali Mustafa. He tweeted, "Hot tag, planes ready to go, like eight o'clock." But then tweeted out after that was like, "I missed my connection flight." Dumbass. <laughs> he basically pulled to you, but uh. Hey, 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 hey! Now nah, you the one bringing up old shit. Wow, you started, Rashad, a promo specialist. Go ahead and let the fine people know where they can find this podcast and everything affiliated with you as well, sir. Oh. I'm going to have to drop mic. <clears throat> All right. Niggity. <laughs> <laughs> Niggity. Do you got to do that? Love no, love no. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Fop Flyers. High Flash Podcast on Facebook. I believe that's it for the social because we don't have Instagram. And what we're going to do with Snapchat, unless, you know what I'm saying, we ain't weirdos that's going to give you a premium Snapchat. Uh, there's plenty of people doing that. I mean, we can give you premium Snapchats of wrestling videos, but it ain't going to be nothing that y'all want to see. Nah. Y'all going to be <laughs> upset because y'all done paid $30 to watch Triple H versus Austin from No Way Out 2000. You can see that on the network. A good old uh, Psycho Sid versus Shawn Michaels at a Survivor Series 96, which I'm watching right now. I'm posting nothing but botches. Like Psycho <laughs> Sid broke his leg. Nope. I need Shout a refund to, uh, of my money right now. <laughs> Shout out to Jose Lothario. Rest in peace. Um, when Shawn Michaels was, uh, still had his smile and he was like not going completely crazy. Anyway. You know, that's uh, old. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Shaw Miller 13 on Twitter, Shaw Miller on Instagram. I don't know why you follow me on Instagram because I rarely post, 
And when I do, it's rarely wrestling related. But I mean, it's entertaining. I, I go from time to time. It's pretty cool. Um, theuncoolurban.com, which I will be putting content on there soon. Stay tuned for that. Tim? Passing the, passing the mic. Um, yeah, what he said about Flyers Podcast and High Flyers Podcast on Twitter and Facebook, respectively. You can also watch old episodes on YouTube if you ever want to see our faces, you know, High Flyers Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Bobby Digital. And yeah, like, subscribe, dislike, comment, tell your mama, tell your daddy, grandma, grandpa, brother, sisters, all them folks. Man, that's a whatever, you know what, never mind. You know, everybody. If you got some group me's, matter of fact, drop this video randomly in your group me and tell your people, go watch it. So yeah, um, to piggyback off of that, like you said, podcast flies on the Twitter machine, High Flyers Wrestling Podcast on the YouTube and on Facebook. You can follow if you want to just listen to us. You can catch us on Spotify and on Anchor Podcast. So we are on those as well. As far as me individually, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Euphoric Trip. You can follow me on Twitter at FrissySnipes23. Make sure you use the E, use a three instead. Um, Instagram deep barns two one zero six, but like I'm kind of like Rashad, like I barely post on there. So I mean, unless you just want to see some pictures of like random food and stuff, then go ahead. But yeah, um, yeah, that's it. We appreciate y'all for tuning into this episode. Like Terry said, like, subscribe, share, dislike, tell you know. You can get in the comments, roast us if you want to. Oh yeah, just know we we fire back. Oh fire back like a motherfucker so you know you can take that chance you might not want to though but thank you for the addy i'll show up <laughs> the new day will come to your house and we will fight your children believe that <laughs> i'm glad you said new day and then go to ray j around when he was beefing with fabulous so with that being said we are out we will catch you out next week peace